Um, okay, so I thought we might know something about that. I don't know why I care. It's just something that seems to be coming up. Now, so is it okay to just make up currency? Is that, can, can I do that? Can I just put out Eric bucks tomorrow and they're, they're a thing now? I think you can if you're worth a lot of money. I think that's where it all starts with. You have to be worth a lot of money in order to create your own currency to make things worth more or less money. I think it's a pyramid scheme for money. I <laughs> think that's what it is. So my plan of just inventing a currency tomorrow and not being broke anymore is not going to go as well as I thought. I I would assume probably not, but you never know. It's always worth a shot. Maybe people invest and be like, hey, I, I want Eric Dollars. And next thing you know, you're worth millions. Well, tune in, everybody, because uh, very soon you might be able to see, is it just money? <laughs> <laughs> With Daryl. <laughs> With Daryl Hunt. <laughs> and does she know your last name, by the way? Just quick off question. I don't believe she does, no. Okay, that's kind of funnier. Can we just call you Mike then? Because, you know. <laughs> hey, friend, if you looked that. anything like this girl, you could call me whatever you wanted as well. Oh, she's a, she's a good one, is she? She's a good one. Mm. I've been um, interested in her for quite some time. It took her a little longer than I hoped to come around, but when she did, she was all over Daryl. So. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daryl. Yeah, that's a good guy. I like that Daryl. Daryl's a nice guy. Um, what else? Okay, this is, uh, oddly enough, not related um, to the lovely young lady who believes my name is Daryl. This is completely off the topic, but something I wanted some advice on. And this is not just for me. It's for everybody listening tonight. Now, I, I've always been kind of on the fence when it comes to um, sleeping with a married woman. Ooh. Okay. I, uh... I, I kind of, as long as it's not my wife, I'm kind of like, you know, it's all up in the air. I've, I've never... Does that mean that you won't sleep with your own married, your own wife? Is that, what that, is that what you're saying with that statement, or no? I wouldn't let my wife cheat on me with me. Okay, with you. Okay, I got you. Um, now, say hypothetically, a friend of mine... Remember that from high school? You said, uh, a friend of mine. <laughs> of course. Uh, widely used nowadays, by the way. <laughs> so this friend of mine has a friend who's made amorous um, advances toward him. She happens to be married. Uh, her, her husband is in an American prison for a very long time. Oh, well, that doesn't count then. <laughs> that doesn't count then. No, no, no. That's 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 for that, that's just good to go. There's only one thing that you have to keep in mind for that. Is he connected to some form of organized crime or a gang? See, I believe that he is. If he <laughs> is, then I would say run away. But I don't know if they've spread into Canada. I I know nothing about it. I don't want to know about the uh, you know the. Hmm. I I don't want to know what these people do. Uh, well, I know what they do, but I don't want to know who they're connected to or anything about this. The, the less I know, the better. Um, is she just looking for fun, or is she looking to possibly start an actual relationship? I uh, know. I think she's just uh, looking to uh, get her oil changed. Well, then, in that situation, I would say it's good to go. 
because the moral ethics of the whole thing kind of gets thrown out the window with the fact that the guy's going to be in prison for a long time. That, that, that ethically, it's all gone out the window. Well, this, this he's not a moral person to begin with, obviously. This friend of mine, uh, <laughs> we'll probably never meet the man. Um, well, we'll never cross paths. I mean, even if he gets out, uh, I guess her plan is to go back to the state which they're from. I'm not going to mention it on the air, but a lot of gambling happens there, and it rhymes with Mumbada. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Florida, gotcha, okay. (laughs) Um, All right, the cat's out of the bag. He's in, uh, I don't know if that's where he's in jail, but that's where he hails from, and I don't know, it's just, if that doesn't count, I'm not sure if that counts or not. As I said, I, I would say really for fun to anybody, you know, she's barely tied to somebody. Um, shit like this happens all the time. Uh, morally, yeah. ethically, I think you're pretty much in the clear for most things because no matter what you do, his evil doing trumps no matter what you're going to do to her. And this is why I go to Gord for these things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure my girlfriend might have something to say about that, but you know, I I I think that that's my opinion. Well, I definitely appreciate your opinion. I'm going to uh, skip ahead to a song real quick here. Um, we're just going to throw in an action purgatory song for absolutely no reason. Awesome. And there we are. We are back recording. I think we may have recorded. I don't know. Now I'm just paranoid. I'm going to look for a tablet tomorrow. I don't know what. That, that's my plan. I'm going to look for a tablet, and hopefully that'll help. Ooh, an actual portable studio. Ooh. Something that'll be compatible with a microphone, and uh, we won't have this crap anymore. <laughs> um... Okay, so I thought we might know something about that. I don't know why I care. It's just something that seems to be coming up. Now, so is it okay to just make up currency? Is that, can, can I do that? Can I just put out Eric Bucks tomorrow and they're, they're a thing now? I think you can if you're worth a lot of money. I think that's where it all starts with. You have to be worth a lot of money in order to create your own currency to make things worth more or less money. I think it's a pyramid scheme for money. I <laughs> think that's what it is. So my plan of just inventing a currency tomorrow and not being broke anymore is not going to go as well as I thought. I I would assume probably not, but you never know. It's always worth a shot. Maybe people invest and be like, hey, I, I want Eric Dollars. And next thing you know, you're worth millions. Well, tune in, everybody, because uh, very soon you might be able to see, is it just money? <laughs> <laughs> With Daryl. <laughs> With Daryl Hunt. <laughs> And does she know your last name, by the way? Just quick off question. I don't believe she does, no. Okay, that's kind of funnier. Can we just call you Mike then? Because, you know. <laughs> hey, friend, if you looked that. anything like this girl, you could call me whatever you wanted as well. <laughs> oh, she's, she's a good one, is she? She's a good one. Mm. I've been um, interested in her for quite some time. It took her a little longer than I hoped to come around, but when she did, she was all over Daryl, so... <laughs> uh, Daryl. 
Yeah, it's a good guy. I like that Daryl. Daryl's a nice guy. Um, what else? Okay, this is uh, oddly enough not related um, to the lovely young lady who believes my name is Daryl. This is completely off the topic, but something I wanted some advice on, and this is not just for me; it's for everybody listening tonight. Now, I I've always been kind of on the fence when it comes to um, sleeping with a married woman. Ooh, okay. I, uh, I, I kind of, as long as it's not my wife, I'm kind of like, you know, it's all up in the air. I've, I've never... Does that mean that you won't sleep with your own married, your own wife? Is that, what that, is that what you're saying with that statement, or no? I wouldn't let my wife cheat on me with me. Okay, with you. Okay, I got you. Um, no, there, say hypothetically, a friend of mine... Remember that from high school? You said, uh, a friend of mine. <laughs> of course. Uh, widely used nowadays, by the way. <laughs> so this friend of mine has a friend who's made amorous um, advances toward him. She happens to be married. Uh, her, her husband is in an American prison for a very long time. Oh, well, that doesn't count then. <laughs> that doesn't count then. No, no, no. That's 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 for that, that's just good to go. There's only one thing that you have to keep keep in mind for that. Is he connected to some form of organized crime or a gang? See, I believe that he is. If he <laughs> is, then I would say run away. But I don't know if they've spread into Canada. I I know nothing about it. I don't want to know about the uh, you know the. the Hmm. I I don't want to know what these people do. Uh, well, I know what they do, but I don't want to know who they're connected to or anything about this. The, the less I know, the better. Um, is she just looking for fun, or is she looking to possibly start an actual relationship? I know. I think she's just uh, looking to uh, get her oil changed. Well, then, in that situation, I would say it's good to go. Because the moral ethics of the whole thing kind of gets thrown out the window with the fact that the guy's going to be in prison for a long time. That, that, that Ethically, it's all gone out the window. Well, this, this he's not a moral person to begin with, obviously. This friend of mine uh, <laughs> will probably never meet the man. Um, well, we'll never cross paths. I mean, even if he gets out, uh, I guess her plan is to go back to the state which they're from. I'm not going to mention it on the air, but a lot of gambling happens there, and it rhymes with Mumbada. <laughs> oh, Florida, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> oh, Lombada. I could have went with Lombada. Oh, oh well, anyway. Ricky Valens song? <laughs> it rhymes with the Ricky Valens song, even better. <laughs> um, alright, the cat's out of the bag He's in, uh, I don't know if that's where he's in jail But that's where he hails from And I don't know, it's just If that doesn't count, I, I'm not sure if that counts or not As I said I, I would say, for fun In the sense, I mean, really You're not tied to anybody You know She's barely tied to somebody Um Shit like this happens all the time. Uh, morally, yeah. ethically, I think you're pretty much in the clear for most things because no matter what you do, 
his evil doing trumps no matter what you're going to do to her. And this is why I go to Gord for these things. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure my girlfriend might have something to say about that, but, you know, I, I, I think that that's my opinion. Well, I definitely appreciate your opinion. I'm going to uh, skip ahead to a song real quick here. Um, we're just going to throw in an action purgatory song for absolutely no reason. Awesome. I think this stupid thing's not working again. Can I call you back in a sec? Yeah, do you want me to call you? Do you want me to call you? I'll, I'll try calling you and see what happens. Okay. I'm so fed up at this point. <laughs> All right, call me back. Oh, God. On my pay grade. <laughs> that was all I really had in mind tonight to talk to you about was uh, infidelity and America Day. But I I know not a lot about America Day. I know we say that they teach American history in our schools, but really I don't know a lot about much. Well, there's what you can say about American history. It was quote unquote founded by a white dude who was supposed to find Africa, but got lost. So it was found by accident, which makes perfect sense for America. They raped and pillaged and destroyed and murdered hundreds of thousands or millions of people uh, to claim that it was their land, and then now don't like people trespassing on their land that they stole from others. Here's another thing along that vein that I just... Recently found out, but not enough to sound like I know exactly what I'm talking about. But apparently, all the names on the Mayflower were fake, and that whole thing didn't happen. Um, the whole landing at Plymouth Rock and Pilgrims having Thanksgiving, that's all made up. That's not true. And the really? names the names on the Mayflower were all fake um, to make the story sound better. I wouldn't exactly be surprised by that. Uh, so basically what I'm getting is America's just one big lie. Lie after lie. They don't, they, nothing about their history seems to be true. Except for the bad stuff. <laughs> That's just it. The only, the, the only stuff that is true is the stuff that nobody wants, well, none of them want to actually talk about. What a fantastic place to live. <laughs> it really land of opportunity and land of lies. <laughs> it really is like a big, nasty Disneyland. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like the Back to the Future 2 version of Disneyland. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> or Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> when he, when he goes, when the, when the Biff makes the bet and changes the future and the future's all disgusting and weird. That's, it's <laughs> kind of like, I think Walt Disney went back in time and made a really bad bet on something that changed the future and made it what it is today. And it's, Weird ass backwards place with a uh, TV show host running it, <laughs> and a bad TV show host to boot. To boot. Ah, to boot. <laughs> I only ever saw one season of the show. I wasn't a fan. Um, not because of Donald Trump, just because it was a stupid concept for a show. Um, yeah. But still, the fact that these people elected a talk show host. A failed real estate mogul turned talk show host to uh, to run their country. It, it says a lot about them. As much as I like to give Justin Trudeau a hard time, 
Well, he's not. He's a high school teacher. He's really not much more qualified than a talk show host. Um, <laughs> it's true. What is going on in the world? I still, you know what I love? I love the fact that when when word got out about the possibility of Oprah running for president, everybody's like, no, no, no. She does TV. She should stick to that. <laughs> well, wait a minute. <laughs> Isn't that what the current guy did? <laughs> yeah, a little judgmental there, people. <laughs> well, that's uh, really their thing, isn't it? Um, it really is. Yeah, They're very good at that. I don't know. I don't see a lot of hope for the future of that country as a legitimate force anymore. I mean, obviously, they've got a big military. Uh, the rules of military engagement are such that I don't think they get to use it anymore as much as they'd like to. Oh, BS. That's all they do is use their military. They can't do anything else. They, they can't take anything like in a nice fashion, so they take everything by force. That's what they do. But they're really not taking at the moment. They're just occupying. You know, if you ever, if you, if you want to have something interesting to discuss when it comes to this, you find out who actually is running, uh, or not just running um, America, but actually attempting to run the world. Um, there's uh, there's a concept that's, I mean, people are on the fence with this one in the sense of, like, you, everybody on the liberal side of it, they want to have world peace, and people, a lot of people think that it'd be nice to have the whole world run by not necessarily by individual governments, but by one world government. And it could all run as a whole international peace thing and yada, yada, yada. But the thing is, is this has actually been in play for the last 50 years by the Rothman, uh, or not Rothman, is, uh, is who, who runs the banks? The hell um, that tycoon's name? I, uh, uh, um, oh my God. Rockefeller. Right. Rockefeller, um, yeah. So the the Rockefeller run, um, like they 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 own all the banks. If you look in the last um, thirty years, uh, there was a whole slew of companies that didn't have weren't run by their banks. And all of a sudden, as you see, as the U.S. starts these little wars and whatnot with all these individual companies or countries, they all end up having their banks being centralized by the same. By the same people, the the these the, the Rockefellers, they own these things, and it's very interesting because uh, I think there's only two countries left that aren't under that banking system, and one one of them is already being slated to be, have the war against them very soon, and the other one is North Korea. And well, they just made friends with them, so. The world domination is already happening. It's just the wrong people are doing it. I think it uh, always has. I don't know that there's... No, I don't know. I don't know if the people we think that are in charge are smart enough to cover up something like this for any length of time. Oh, well, that's the thing. It's, this has been... There was a... There's a. There's an audio clip uh, that was released uh, from... Man, I can't remember how long ago it was actually recorded. Uh, 20-something years ago, I guess. Um where somebody brought in a tape recorder and actually recorded these particular people discussing what the world plan is. And it's, it, and it's, it's an terrifying because they laid out everything that's happened over the last 20 years, 20 years ago. And they said like about, they're basically going to dumb down the planet by, by uh, making the education system being ineffective. Yeah. Um, having everybody have to rely on, 
multiple jobs in order for them to work. So therefore they can't, they're too busy working to afford to do anything about anything that's going on. It, it was a terrifying, terrifying thing to listen to. You know, it's actually but, funny um, you say that. Um, sorry, carry on. No, it's, it's, it's just, it's completely messed up. And, um, I really, I wish I could remember, like, I, I know you can, you can't, you could find it on YouTube. It, it continually was getting taken down, um, again, by the same people who run everything. Um, but yeah, it's a fascinating thing, the fact that these people have actually sat down and figured out how to take control of an entire population of people. And not just in one country, but across the world and actually really just make them dumb by promoting the wrong things and just saying like, no, you need television. And like television was created specifically as a way of having better control of the people and dumbing people down. Well, Instead absolutely. of having them go out and experience things, they actually sit in front of the boob tube and get dumber. I don't know if it's any secret that uh, even back the old days of radio, which I love, um, old radio shows. Uh, but that the, the show was the part that came between the commercials. The commercials were the important part. The, the whole intention of television was to sell you things. Yes. Um, hence soap operas. They were sponsored by soap companies. It's not just a catchy name. Did you know that not too long ago they tried to bring back, because back in the day with soap operas, they used to do, like, like with a lot of TV shows, they used to do the commercials during the episode. Yes. And they brought it back. And it it was a massive flop, and people revolted quite hugely against it because it was so bad. But you'd actually watch in the middle of a commercial, they'd be like, no person that said, I'm going for a smoke. Because I need a bench and a hedges, because they're very smooth tasting. And all of a sudden, it was just like, what the hell does this come from? Yeah, it was very strange. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the old uh, radio shows I listen to. I, I do listen to them quite often whenever I get a chance. Um, and the commercials are just fascinating. Especially the cigarette one. Four out of five doctors recommend Laramie. Uh, <laughs> uh, right Nothing up there with the... day off better than a cigarette. The new electric dishwasher. Every woman's going to need one. <laughs> I love that. My favorite is, is when you get a chance to go back and read some of the uh, 1950s and 60s um, Good Housekeeping Magazine articles. Oh, some of those are fantastic. Uh, you know... Rules on how a, how a woman is supposed to uh, greet her husband or, and and how to act around her husband. That's just when brilliant. he gets home from work, he's worked very hard, so you have to be happy and you have to do this and you're not allowed to talk to him about this and you have to leave him alone for this much time and oh, it's so ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but <laughs> there is a flip side to that coin that a lot of marriages lasted like fifty, sixty, seventy years. When they had a little bit of structure to them, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but is is is, I mean, being being through the 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 marriage process myself, married and divorced now. Um, I mean, the sanctity of marriage. I have a I, I for me to get married. I mean, I always said like when I get married, I want to get married once. I want to do it for life, and I took that to heart. Um, I had a very, very rocky relationship uh with my ex. Um a lot of a lot of bad times, uh, lots of fighting and everything else. Um but you know, I was still in a sense willing to deal with it for the rest of my life, even though I was miserable. 
well, we were both miserable. You know, I was still willing to deal with it, you know, just because I believed in marriage so much. Um, and I still do, which is really, which is what the messed up thing is. Um, but what I don't like about marriage, and a buddy of mine pointed this out, and it kind of freaked me out when he actually said it. He goes, think about this. You get married. I'm like, yeah, I go, so you, you, you get your marriage license and you get married. I'm like, yeah, okay. He goes, now what happens when you want to get divorced? I'm like, well, you get divorced. He goes, no, you ask the government permission. You have to apply and you have to, first you go through a one year trial separation to yeah. prove that you really don't like each other. He goes, so you have to ask permission. At some point, although it, it has happened, but it's extremely rare, they can actually try to say, you know what? No, you're not allowed to get divorced. And then you're forced to stay married to that person. And it's like, holy crap, that is terrifying. If if your ex is able to prove, or if your significant other is able to prove why you should stay together, then all of a sudden you're 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 stuck with her. Or in that fact, she's stuck with him. You and, know what I mean? <laughs> and now under the current common law rules are such that uh, you might as well be married. So yeah, because in Canada, it's what six months. It's now six common? months. Yes. That's insane. It makes no sense. Um, nothing about it makes sense, but I. I don't want to get too much off on the government. Um, although it's ridiculous, I, I don't know why I have to get permission from the government to divorce my wife. I didn't have to get permission to marry her. I have right. to get a license. Which isn't permission as much as if they're just saying, are you married to anybody else right now? No, well then here's your license. <laughs> it's very simple. But I did not ask anybody for permission. Well, I asked her father. Um, that doesn't count. He said no too. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't do that. I, I actually that's something I actually don't believe in. I don't believe in asking the parents for permission to marry the daughter because it's not their it's not their choice. I thought I thought it was like I've got this old fashioned guy in me who likes that kind of stuff. So I took her father aside. They were visiting for out of town and I took him to the kitchen, I poured him a scotch in my kitchen out of my lovely scotch decanter that I bought to look like a guy who can pour scotch out of a decanter in his kitchen. <laughs> And I looked him straight in the eye and I said, well, I'd like to marry your daughter. And he didn't skip a beat. Nope. <laughs> I barely got the er. Uh, nope. <laughs> and oh, that's fantastic. That was pretty much the end of the conversation. It was nope. And he just kind of walked away. <laughs> and God sucks and no. <laughs> It wasn't a particularly good one. I, mean, I wasn't rich at the time. I was saving up for a wedding, goddammit. <laughs> so did you? You didn't get married, though, did you? We did. You actually did. You, you're divorced. I didn't know that. I am. I was divorced in 2006. How long were we married for? Uh, four, four whole years. I was together with four her. I was together with her for eight. We were married for the last four. We haven't spoken since. Oh. It was a uh, oh, very strange engagement. Uh, very, uh, the proposal sucked. The engagement was weird. The wedding was terrible. The marriage was great until it wasn't. But all things considered, pretty much the Lake McGantique of uh, romantic relationships. <laughs> And now you're considering sleeping with a married woman. Should have been. <laughs> well. Oh, sorry, a friend is. Sorry. A friend of uh, mine. 
friend of yours is. My bad. Who, you know, uh, with all fairness to her uh, significant other, this friend of mine could be in a prison of his own, so to speak. So. <laughs> I really hope none of the women in my life listen to this episode. I'm going to block this episode from women, actually. This is a guys-only episode. That might just be a good idea. (laughs) There's a good chance I've alienated three or four um, in the first 20 or so minutes here. So um, we're going to, I think, shift gears. Although, where was I? Traditional marriage. Right. That's what I wanted to get to. Um, is it necessarily wrong to want that kind of a marriage? And I, because I was with a woman who wanted to be a housewife and wanted to make dinner for her man and be that stay-at-home mom and do the old-fashioned thing. That was, that was what she was into. Is that is it wrong to encourage that, to want that? No. I can see everybody's into their own thing. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, I'm, if, if you're able to have a job enough as a man, if you're able to have a job enough that you can support the whole family on a single income, which nowadays is virtually impossible unless you're making a lot of money. Um, but if you're able to do that, I say, I mean, who cares? Because, I mean, I know I have a friend of mine that's in a relationship that actually is, is the flip opposite, where she works full-time and he doesn't. He stays at home and tends to the kids and everything and does everything else at home because he wants to be a stay-at-home dad. And I fully support the whole thing because I think if you're able to, why not? I personally wouldn't because if I had kids, I, 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 I don't think I'd really want to be home with them that much. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just not necessarily that into it, you know? Um. Uh, things are slightly changed nowadays because the, uh, the 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 my girlfriend right now she has she has kids and you know I'm absolutely in, in love with a girl and uh, she's got great daughters and I I love them I think they're fantastic heroes and you know it's it's given me a hope to say that um, maybe there's a chance that I could be in a sense a form of a role model yeah but I certainly would never still call myself a father figure by any stretch of imagination. I, mean, I have a I have a child of my own, and I don't refer to myself as a father figure. So. <laughs> yeah, but I I was in your position once too. I uh, I had two two boys who I thought were going to be mine. It was terrifying. Did you know that I actually went through that? I I've heard bits and pieces. Yeah, there's a there's a time when I when I thought I had a had a kid with a girl and raised them as my own for about the first year and a half and a whole bunch of horrible bad things happened uh that she did to me and uh she disappeared one day and then uh, I spent the next uh seven and a half years in and out of court. Um when I found out in the first three months that I wasn't the father, I spent the next seven and a half years fighting <laughs> to clear my name because they still wanted me to pay and all this stuff for a child that wasn't mine that I didn't know and had oh, raised and yeah, 100% it's not insane. rare the judge who handled my case told me it wasn't rare for a woman to collect child support from three men for the same child yeah yeah no it's 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 the laws are changing which I'm very thankful for because what I went through was terrible um 
I got treated like crap throughout the system from very from step one because after not being a part of this kid's life for uh, about two and a half years, I ended up uh, had a bunch of extra money and I thought, okay, I have some money now. I can let's pay for the testing. Let's get the blood test done. Let's find if it's mine. If it is, then let's go through with this and let's. I'll become the father as much as I can, and I'll do whatever I can. And from the very first phone call that I that I made to the government about this, and I'm like, you know, oh, my name's Gordon, and here's the situation, blah, blah, and how much do I owe? And he told me this ridiculous amount of money, and I'm like, wow, is it that much? And the guy said, well, that's what you get for being a deadbeat father. And I'm like, wow, like, <laughs> I didn't even tell you, like, what happened, and you're, you're calling me the deadbeat when I it wasn't even by choice. You know what I mean? You just, you just, uh, took me, I was going to go in a direction with this, but I'm going to go in another one right away. Uh, hey, I'm going to speak to all the professional people. Not that I think they're listening, but if you know a professional person, show them this episode, because just automatically assuming you're a deadbeat dad without getting the fact. And I was recently hospitalized, and I'm not going to say which hospital, but, um, it was named after a saint. Um, the only one in Vancouver. Uh, no, not in Vancouver. There's only the one. Um, okay. Anyway, I got back um, my diagnosis on a little piece of paper, and it has doctor's notes on it. And one of the notes was, clearly homeless, but denying it. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> now, so someone looks at you and says, oh, here's a guy... Fighting, uh, he must be a deadbeat dad. You're, that's what you get for being a deadbeat dad. And I'm getting told I'm homeless. I, you, you must be homeless. Why? Because I don't shop at Old Navy? Come on. <laughs> Professional people, you got to just stop passing judgment on people who aren't like you. It's oh my God, ridiculous. Listen to this. So years ago, I got busted for uh, speeding in my boat on, my, on the river by my parents' cottage where I grew up. Uh, we're in a low wake area, nine kilometer zone. I was just planing off my boat because when I'm going the speed limit, I put off a large wake and it is a low wake zone. I put off a fairly large wake when I'm going the speed limit. But if I go fast, I put off a very tiny wake so it's actually much safer for the docks and for everybody else around. So the police boat, OPP on the boat, they pull me over, they issue me a ticket, and instead of me just being able to pay for the flying right there, which I offered to do, and, I, and he wanted, he initially wanted to charge me with bribery. Because I wanted to pay for the ticket right then and there. It was very strange how I got treated. But um, I had to go to court in order to just to find out what the fine would be because there's no actual set fine. Now, my parents had no interest in me getting pulled out of school for like a full day so that I could drive two hours north to go to the stupid courtroom. So they had, because a friend of mine, she also got pulled over for the exact same charge on her. On my pay grade. <laughs> that was all I really had in mind tonight to talk to you about was uh, infidelity and America Day. But I I don't know a lot about America Day. I know we say that they teach American history in our schools, but really I don't know a lot about much. Well, there's what you can say about American history. It was quote-unquote founded by a white dude who was supposed to find Africa but got lost. So it was found by accident, which makes perfect sense for America. They raped and pillaged and destroyed and murdered 
hundreds of thousands or millions of people uh, to claim that it was their land and then now don't like people trespassing on their land that they stole from others. Here's another thing along that vein that I just recently found out, but not enough to sound like I know exactly what I'm talking about. But apparently, all the names on the Mayflower were fake, and that whole thing didn't happen. Um, the whole landing at Plymouth Rock and Pilgrims having Thanksgiving, that's all made up. That's not true. And the names, really? the names on the Mayflower are all fake. Um, to make the story sound better. I wouldn't exactly be surprised by that. Uh, so basically what I'm getting is America's just one big lie. Lie after lie. They don't, they, nothing about their history seems to be true. Except for the bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. The only, the, the only stuff that is true is the stuff that nobody wants, well, none of them want to actually talk about. What a fantastic place to live. <laughs> it really land of opportunity and land of lies. <laughs> it really is like a big nasty Disneyland. Yeah, it's yeah, like the Pretty Back much. to the Future two version of Disneyland. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> or Ghostbusters too. <laughs> when he when he go when the, when the Biff makes the bet and changes the future and the future is all disgusting and weird. That's, it's it's kind of like I think Walt Disney went back in time and made a really bad bet on something that changed the future and made it what it is today. This weird-ass backwards place with a TV show host running it. <laughs> and a bad TV show host about the boot. boot. <laughs> I only ever saw one season of the show. I wasn't a fan. Um, not because of Donald Trump, just because it was a stupid concept for a show. Um, yeah. But still, the fact that these people elected a talk show host, a failed real estate mogul turned talk show host to uh, to run their country, it, it says a lot about them. As much as I like to give Justin Trudeau a hard time, well, he's not. He's a uh, High school teacher is really not much more qualified than a talk show host. Um, That's <laughs> true. What is going on in the world? I still, you know what I love? I love the fact that when when word got out about the possibility of Oprah running for president, everybody's like, no, 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 she does TV. She should stick to that. <laughs> well, wait a minute. <laughs> Isn't that what the current guy did? <laughs> yeah, a little judgmental there, people. <laughs> well... That's uh, really their thing, isn't it? Um, it really is. Yeah, they're very good at that. I don't know. I don't see a lot of hope for the future of that country as a legitimate force anymore. I mean, obviously, they've got a big military. Uh, the rules of military engagement are such that I don't think they get to use it anymore as much as they'd like to. Oh, BS. That's all they do is use their military. They can't do anything else. They they can't take anything, like, in a nice fashion, so they take everything by force. That's what they do. But they're really not taking at the moment. They're just occupying. You know, if you ever, if you, if you want to have something interesting to discuss when it comes to this, you find out who actually is running, uh, or not just running um, America, but actually attempting to run the world. Um, there's uh, there's a concept that's, I mean, people are on the fence with this one in the sense of, like, you, everybody 
on the liberal side of it, they want to have world peace. And people, a lot of people think that it'd be nice to have the whole world run by not necessarily by individual governments, but by one world government. And they could all run as a whole international peace thing and yada, yada, yada. But the thing is, is this has actually been in play for the last 50 years by the Rothman, uh, or not Rothman, is, a, is who, who runs the banks? The hell um, that tycoon's name? Uh, 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 um, oh my god. Rockefeller. Right? Rockefeller. Um, yeah, so the, the Rockefeller run, um, like they, they, they own all the banks. If you look in the last, um, 30 years, uh, there was a whole slew of companies that didn't have, weren't run by their banks. And all of a sudden, as you see, as the U.S. starts these little wars and whatnot with all these individual companies or countries, they all end up having their banks being centralized by the same by the same people. The the these the, the, the Rockefellers they own these things, and it's very interesting because uh, I think there's only two countries left that aren't under that banking system, and one one of them is already being slated to be, have the war against them very soon, and the other one is North Korea. Well, right. they just made friends with them, so the world domination is already happening. It's just the wrong people are doing it. I think it uh, always has. I don't know that there's no. I don't know. I don't know if the people we think that are in charge are smart enough to cover up something like this for any length of time. Oh, well, that's the thing. It's, this has been, there was a, there's a, there's an audio clip, uh, that was released, uh, from, man, I can't remember how long ago it was actually recorded, uh, 20 something years ago, I guess, um, where somebody brought in a tape recorder and actually recorded these particular people discussing what the world plan is. And it, it and it's, it's an terrifying because they laid out everything that's happened over the last 20 years, 20 years ago. And they said, like, about, they're basically going to dumb down the planet by by uh, making the education system being ineffective. Yeah. Um, having everybody have to rely on multiple jobs in order for them to work, so therefore they can't. They're too busy working to afford to do anything about anything that's going on. It, it was a terrifying, terrifying thing to listen to. Yeah, it's actually but, funny um, you say that. Um, sorry, carry on. No, it's, it's it's just it's completely messed up and. Um, I really, I wish I could remember. Like, I, I know you can, you can't, you could find it on YouTube. It, it continually was getting taken down, um, again, by the same people who run everything. Um, but yeah, it's a fascinating thing the fact that these people have actually sat down and figured out how to take control of an entire population of people. And not just in one country, but across the world and actually really just make them dumb by promoting the wrong things and just saying like, no, you need television. And like television was created specifically as a way of having better control of the people and dumbing people down. Well, Instead absolutely. of having them go out and experience things, they actually sit in front of the boob tube and get dumber. I don't know if it's any secret that uh, even back the old days of radio, which I love um, old radio shows, uh, but that the, the show was the part that came between the commercials. The commercials were the important part. The, the whole intention of television was to sell you things. Yes, um, very true. Hence, soap operas. They were sponsored by soap companies. It's not just a catchy name. 
Did you know that not too long ago they tried to bring back – back in the day with soap operas, they used to do like, – like with a lot of TV shows, they used to do the commercials during the episode. Yes. And they brought it back, and it, it was a massive flop, and people revolted quite hugely against it because it was so bad. But you'd actually watch in the middle of a commercial, they'd be like, no person that said, I'm going for a smoke. Because I need a bench and the hedges because they're very smooth tasting. And all of it was just like, what the hell does this come from? Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the old uh, radio shows I listen to. I, I do listen to them quite often whenever I get a chance. Um, and the commercials are just fascinating, especially the cigarette one. Four out of five doctors recommend Laramie. Uh, <laughs> uh, right up there with the, a day off better than a cigarette. The new electric dishwasher. Every woman is going to need one. <laughs> I love that. Uh, my favorite is is when you get a chance to go back and read some of the uh, 1950s and 60s um, Good Housekeeping magazine articles. Oh, some of those are fantastic. Uh, you know, rules on how a, how a woman is supposed to uh, greet her husband or, and and how to act around her husband. That's just when brilliant. he gets home from work, he's worked very hard, so you have to be happy and you have to do this and you're not allowed to talk to him about this and you have to leave him alone for this much time and oh, it's so ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but the, <laughs> there is a flip side to that coin that a lot of marriages lasted like 50, 60, 70 years. When they had a little bit of structure to them, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but is is is, I mean, being being through the 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 marriage process myself, married and divorced now. Um, I mean, the sanctity of marriage. I have a I, I for me to get married. I mean, I always said like when I get married, I want to get married once. I want to do it for life, and I took that to heart. Um, I had a very, very rocky relationship uh, with my ex. Um, a lot of, a lot of bad times, uh, lots of fighting and everything else. Um, but you know, I was still, in the sense, willing to deal with it for the rest of my life, even though I was miserable. Well, we were both miserable. You know, I was still willing to deal with it. You know, just because I believed in marriage so much, um, and I still do, which is really, which is what the messed up thing is. Um, but. What I don't like about marriage, and a buddy of mine pointed this out, and it kind of freaked me out when he actually said it. He goes, think about this. You get married. I'm like, yeah. He goes, you, you, you get your marriage license, and you get married. I'm like, yeah, okay. He goes, now, what happens when you want to get divorced? I'm like, well, you get divorced. He goes, no. You ask the government permission. You have to apply, and you have to – first, you go through a one-year trial separation to yeah. prove that you really don't like each other. He goes, so you have to ask permission. At some point – Although it it has happened, but it's extremely rare. They can actually try to say, you know what? No, you're not allowed to get divorced. And they then you're forced to stay married to that person. And it's like, holy crap, that is terrifying. If if your ex is able to prove, or if your significant other is able to prove why you should stay together, then all of a sudden you're just you're stuck with her. Or in that fact, she stuck with him. You and, know what I mean? Like, and now under the current common law rules are such that uh, you might as well be married. So yeah, in Canada, it's what six months. It's now six months. Law? Yes. That's insane. It makes no sense. Um, nothing about it makes sense. But I, I don't want to get too much off on the government. Um, although it's ridiculous, I, I don't know why I have to get permission from the government to divorce my wife. I didn't have to get permission to marry her. I have right. a license. 
Which isn't permission as much as if they're just saying, are you married to anybody else right now? No, well, then here's your license. That's <laughs> very simple. But I did not ask anybody for permission. Well, I asked her father. Um, that doesn't count. He said no, too. <laughs> um. <laughs> See, I didn't do that. I, I actually That's something I actually don't believe in. I don't believe in asking the parents for permission to marry the daughter because it's not their it's not their choice. I thought I thought it was like I've got this old fashioned guy in me who likes that kind of stuff. So I took her father aside. They were visiting me from out of town and I took him to the kitchen. I poured him a scotch in my kitchen out of my lovely scotch decanter that I bought to look like a guy who can pour scotch out of a decanter in his kitchen. <laughs> and I looked him straight in the eye and I said, Well, I'd like to marry your daughter and he didn't skip a beat. Nope. <laughs> I barely got the er and uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, that's fantastic. That was pretty much the end of the conversation. It was nope, and he just kind of walked away. <laughs> <laughs> and God sucks and no. <laughs> it wasn't a particularly good one. I wasn't rich at the time. I was saving up for a wedding. God damn it. <laughs> So did you? You didn't get married, though, did you? We did. You actually did. You, you're divorced. I didn't know that. I am. I was divorced in 2006. How long were we married for? Uh, so four four whole years. I was together with four her. I was together with her for eight. We were married for the last four. We haven't spoken since. Oh. It was a uh, oh very strange engagement. Uh, very. <laughs> uh, the proposal sucked. The engagement was weird. The wedding was terrible. The marriage was great until it wasn't. But all things considered, pretty much the Lake McGann peak of uh, romantic relationships. <laughs> and now you're considering sleeping with a married woman. Should have been. <laughs> well. Oh, sorry, a friend is, sorry. <laughs> a friend of uh, mine. A friend of yours is, my bad. Who, you know, uh, with all fairness to her uh, significant other, this friend of mine could be in a prison of his own, so to speak. So. <laughs> uh, oh, I really hope. None of the women in my life listen to this episode. I'm going to block this episode from women, actually. This is a that guy's only be, episode. That, that might just be a good idea. Uh, <laughs> there's a good chance I've alienated three or four um, in the first 20 or so minutes here. So um, <laughs> we are going to, I think, shift gears. Although, where was I? Traditional marriage. Right. That's what I wanted to get to. Um, <laughs> is it necessarily wrong to want that kind of a marriage and I, because I was with a woman who wanted to be a housewife and wanted to make dinner for her man and be that stay at home mom and do the old fashioned thing. That was that was what she was into. Is that is it wrong to encourage that, to want that? No. I can see everybody's into their own thing. You know what I mean? Like if 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 I'm if if you're able to have a job enough as a man, if you're able to have a job enough that you can support the whole family on a single income, which nowadays is virtually impossible unless you're making a lot of money. Um, but if you're able to do that, I say, I mean, who cares? Because 
I mean, I know I have a friend of mine that's in a relationship that actually is, is the flip opposite, where she works full time and he doesn't. He stays at home and tends to the kids and everything and does everything else at home because he wants to be a stay-at-home dad. And I fully support the whole thing because I think if you're able to, why not? I personally wouldn't because if I had kids, I I I I don't think I'd really want to be home with them that much. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not I'm not I'm just not necessarily that into it, you know. Um. Uh, things are slightly changed nowadays because the, uh, the 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 my girlfriend right now she has she has kids and you know I'm absolutely in, in love with a girl and uh, she's got great daughters and I I love them I think they're fantastic heroes and you know it's it's given me a hope to say that um, maybe there's a chance that I could be in a sense a form of a role model yeah but I certainly would never still call myself a father figure by any stretch of imagination. I, mean, I have Jesus. a I have a child of my own and I don't refer to myself as a father figure. So but I was in your position once too. I uh I had two two boys who I thought were going to be mine. It was terrifying. Did you know that I actually went through that? I but I've heard bits and pieces. Yeah, there's a there's a time when I when I thought I had a had a kid with a girl and raised them as my own for about the first year and a half and a whole bunch of horrible bad things happened uh that she did to me and uh she disappeared one day and then uh, I spent the next uh seven and a half years in and out of court. Um when I found out in the first three months that I wasn't the father, I spent the next seven and a half years fighting <laughs> to clear my name because they still wanted me to pay and all the stuff for a child that wasn't mine that I didn't know and had oh, raised and yeah, 100% it's not rare the judge who handled my case told me it wasn't rare for a woman to collect child support from three men for the same child yeah yeah no it's 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 the laws are changing which I'm very thankful for because what I went through was terrible um I got treated like crap throughout the system from very from step one because after not being a part of this kid's life for uh, about two and a half years, I ended up uh, had a bunch of extra money and I thought, okay, I have some money now. I can let's pay for the testing, let's get the blood test done, let's find if it's mine. If it is, then let's go through with this and let's I'll become the father as much as I can and I'll do whatever I can. And from the very first phone call that I that I made to the government about this, and I'm like, you know, oh, my name's Gordon, and here's the situation, blah, 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 and how much do I owe, and he told me this ridiculous amount of money, and I'm like, wow, is it that much? And the guy said, well, that's what you get for being a deadbeat father. And I'm like, wow, like, I, mean, you, I didn't even tell you, like, what happened, and you're, you're calling me the deadbeat when I, it wasn't even by choice, you know what I mean? You just, you just, just uh, took me, I was going to go in a direction with this, but I'm going to go in another one right away. Uh, hey, I'm going to speak to all the professional people. Not that I think they're listening, but if you know a professional person, show them this episode because just automatically assuming you're a deadbeat dad without getting the fact. Now, I was recently hospitalized, and I'm not going to say which hospital, but um, it was named after a saint. Um, the only one in Vancouver. Uh, no, not in Vancouver. There's only the one. Um, anyway... I got back um, my diagnosis on a little piece of paper, and it had doctor's notes on it. And one of the notes was, clearly homeless, but denying it. Oh, wow, really? 
Now, so someone looks at you and says, oh, here's a guy fighting, uh, he must be a deadbeat dad. You're, that's what you get for being a deadbeat dad. And I'm getting told I'm homeless. You, you, you must be homeless. Why? Because I don't shop at Old Navy? Come on. <laughs> Professional people, you got to just stop passing judgment on people who aren't like you. It's oh my God, ridiculous. Listen to this. So, years ago, I got busted for uh, speeding in my boat on, my, on the river by my parents' cottage where I grew up. Uh, we're in a low-wake area, nine-kilometer zone. I was just planing off my boat because when I'm going the speed limit, I put off a large wake, and it is a low-wake zone. I put off a fairly large wake when I'm going the speed limit. But if I go fast, I put off a very tiny wake, so it's actually much safer for the docks and for everybody else around. So the police boat, OPP on the boat, they pull me over, they issue me a ticket, and instead of me just being able to pay for the fine right there, which I offered to do, and, I, and he wanted, he initially wanted to charge me with bribery because I wanted to pay for the ticket right then and there. It was very strange how I got treated. But um, I had to go to court in order to just to find out what the fine would be because there's no actual set fine. Now, my parents had no interest in me getting pulled out of school for like a full day so that I could drive two hours north to go to this stupid courtroom. So they had, because a friend of mine, he also got pulled over for the exact same charge on her. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app free for iOS and Android.